you know, we've seen a lot in this past year. And could you just tell me, how exactly do you feel about this generation? This generation is full of misguided leaders. It's adaptable. It's full of deception. Really like prideful and really focus on themselves. I think this generation is at the edge of destruction, but also at the edge of revival. I think this generation is overworked. We're encouraged to work so hard, yet never encouraged to rest to that same extent. I think this generation is creative and ready to show the world who it is. I think this generation is full of so much potential. But I also feel too that we've become so accustomed with the negativity that has been brought in the atmosphere that we are so close to falling off the edge. It's time for greatness. This is Empower. everyone and welcome to episode 7 of Empower. Guys, I'm so excited for this episode. I actually have a very special guest with me today. Uh, my very own Aunt Belinda. Can you say hey to everyone? Hey everyone! Wow, I'm so excited to have you here tonight. You know, we're just going to be talking about some amazing stuff because actually by the time this podcast airs, the very next day, it'll be Mother's Day. So I wanted to be able to take this episode to just talk about the expression of women, you know, them being able to truly be able to say what's on their mind and, you know, just spread their ideas, their thoughts, their uh, notions in society, because that's something honestly nowadays that just isn't too encouraged all the time. You know, we think that we've come a long way, which we have, you know, obviously there's been, you know, different bills passed and, you know, like there's been different movements started, but there's still a lot of work that needs to be done to truly be able to give women the equality that they deserve. And so that's why I wanted to talk about this today. You know, I figured what better time and with an episode entitled Empower Her, you know, I, I really wanted to be able to talk about this. So honestly, let's just get right into it. Um, you know, first off, I wanted to talk about kind of just everything that I've recognized growing up um, just with my mom and, and without going too deep into detail, because obviously I don't want to spread too much business. But I do want to, <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but but I actually I do want to talk about this because this is near and dear to me. And it's something that I've encountered even as a male in society. Like I understand the importance of and the gravity of these types of situations. You know, um, growing up, I just kind of saw my mom constantly just you know, think down on herself because of kind of just how my dad treated her. And it was something that was really upsetting to me. You know, I, I, you know, I thought to myself, you know, like, my mom's my hero, you know, and at the time, like, I knew that she just has done so much for me. And, you know, I wanted her to be able to, you know, not look down on herself, not, uh, you know, kind of degrade herself or any sort of thing, especially when my dad is around, you know, and, and not to talk trash about my dad. Honestly, I don't think he listens to these, but, you know, even if he does, love you. Um, but, I do know that there were some issues growing up, and I figured that that was partially just because of the way that he treated him, and, and I started thinking as a whole, as I grow, uh, got older, I started thinking, you know, how many other women have felt that way? How many other women have just kind of felt like, you know, they don't matter as much, or their ideas don't matter as much, what they have to say isn't as important or valued, and, you know, and the crazy thing about that, actually, is just, I started seeing that trickle down to my sister a little bit, too. And I started seeing that trickle down to how my mom would treat my sister. Um, you know, she would kind of have that sort of reflection from her onto my sister, you know. So, like, the way that she felt about herself, that's kind of the way that she would treat her. And that was something that just wasn't okay to me. But I know, like, that's all that she's ever known in that marriage and, you know, just life in general. So, 
that was something that really just affected me and something that just made me sad. So I realized like, you know, this is something important to talk about in this day and age. You know, I've grown up, I've seen it all, you know, let's address this. So with that, I, I kind of wanted to ask you, um, you know, you obviously as a mother, you know, and a wife, you know, I want to ask you in what ways have your feelings been invalidated by, you know, family, loved ones, and, and really just the rest of society? Wow, that was really, you know, deep of everything that you said. You know, all those comments that you said were really great, you know, especially, and I commend you for being so open, vulnerable, and honest about your personal experience with your mom, you know, and the fact that you're actually able to recognize those things, one, is very great, and I know they're not really you know, too great of memories to actually even want to talk about. But the fact that you can, you are picking those things and those those things that actually occurred and you can say whether it's good or bad, you know that that is not something that you want to repeat for yourself. You know, that's really important. And, you know, as far as your question, you know, things, how, how have I felt invalidated, whether it was by family, friends, loved ones, about how I felt. Um, it's just being able to express myself. You know, there's, and I think that's something that in society as a whole, we, a lot, not just women, but men also, we don't tend to have the freedom to express ourselves. Although we're living in a free country, but when it comes to expressing yourself and not being criticized and judged, we don't have that. And because it's not something that has been exercised as a child, you know, to be able to express how you feel, you know, without being either punished if it wasn't something that was uh, that lined with family rules or how whatever you whatever you know however your household held things you know whatever it was for your family but if it didn't line up to whatever standards you had at home if your feelings your expressions did not line up to that I know I know for me there was consequences so what did that do? It, in turn, it had me to withhold how I felt. Yeah. It, it, I held in a lot of personal thoughts and feelings that should have been expressed because at a young age, you know, it's one thing to have the feelings, but then it's another to know what to do with them. Right. You know, and as a child being told that, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to say that and not relate to why or what caused you to say that, what caused you to feel that. You know, when those things are being suppressed, it causes a lot of internal, you hold a lot of things internally. And um, when it comes to validating someone's feelings, you gotta allow that person to freely express them in order for them to be validated. Right. Because if you're not able to express, there's not even a room, there's no room to even be validated. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that was one of the main things that happened in our home and being 
growing up in a Haitian family, in a Haitian culture, you know, it's either your parents' way or the highway. Right. (laughs) But in an environment, it sounds really, you know, because you grow up in an environment like that, you know, you think, oh, yeah, that's what you want to do. But for me, now that I'm a mother, I want my children to express themselves. And and when I see that, their expressions can lead to something that could cause harm or cause something that would not progress them in any way. I don't dismiss that. I try not to dismiss that, but I want them to know what they're feeling and why they feel that way and how to handle that. Like, what do we do from here? And, you know, I'm not saying that my way is the best way, but I think that I, from what was repeated down to me, and I'm sure that's probably what my mom and our parents actually went through growing up. You know, you just do what your family says. Um, but it's not the allowing yourself to express, having the freedom to express yourself is just not something that's commonly done in a Haitian household. And it's hard to be validated if you're not able to express yourself. So, and you know, I don't, for my kids, I really want them to express themselves because holding and suppressing all that is, causes more harm than anything. Yeah, no, you said a lot of great stuff in that. And and one thing that you I really want to piggyback off of is just, um, you know, being able to really just sit down and like make sure that we validate, you know, women's feelings, you know, whether they're children or, you know, even as adults, uh, it's something that's just constantly being pushed under, you know, and I know for me personally, I in past relationships, I've, I've found myself actually being guilty of kind of promoting that I've kind of you know unintentionally I've realized I was like man am I really allowing her to um just be able to actually think that she can you know say how she really feels or like you know do I am I promoting or like is the tone in my voice like anything that I'm doing really like is that allowing her is that showing that person that you know that they're heard and not just heard but they're understood that they're you know the words that are coming out of their mouth are actually valued um, and, and but that's because that's what was taught to me. And that's not an excuse, but like I have to identify that. I'm just like, hey, like, how can I fix that? What steps can I take to, you know, push past that? Because, you know, I want every woman that I encounter, whether it be my future wife, you know, my kids or really just even any of my friends. Like, I want them to know, like, hey, like your opinions matter. And, and, and to make sure that we're clear, just so, you know, no one's confused. Like, you know, some of the things that I'm talking about is like, we'll we'll put it in standards of like a group project right you know sometimes it's easy for you know some of the guys to try to take the lead and you know like that's whatever but you know if someone's having an opinion like you know and and they're a woman like why wouldn't you listen to them as well but so it's so commonly in our society we'll begin to kind of push their opinions on we'll maybe hear them out but we won't really truly internalize them we won't actually take the time to consider their actual importance and, and, and that's something that I really want to combat, you know, and especially I'll see in a lot of relationships, like, you know, romantic relationships today, too. Like, it's the same case. It's, um you know, the man will. And I know that we always kind of say that the man is supposed to take the lead in and all of that. But in that sort of sense, that doesn't excuse um, the the action of them belittling someone's feelings or anything like that. And, and that's not something that's always intentional. It's not something that's always uh, very you vibrant I guess you know something that's very just like out there you can see it well um but it's it's there though and we have to be able to identify that 
Um, and I know this is kind of not in our notes or whatever, but I did kind of want to spring you with this one surprise question just because it was just randomly came on my heart. But like, what are some, you know, ways that you think that us men could kind of combat that, you know, kind of combat um, the accidental uh, cases of us like maybe belittling a woman's ideas, feelings or, or something like that? That's a really good question. That is a really good question. You know, really, it, it boils down to listening. And when I say listening, I'm not just saying listen with your ears. Because a lot of times you can hear someone say something, but their body language says something else. You know, when you are listening, truly listening to someone, you are listening to them before they actually even open their mouth. Like I can hear, for example, you know, this is going personal into my relationship, my husband. I can tell when my husband is upset or you know feeling hurt or bothered by something before he even says something because I'm listening with my eyes and I see the body expressions the movements and ignoring those subtle signs is just as dangerous in a relationship as not listening to the verbal cues that lets you know that something's wrong you know so if you are a great listener that is the trophy to a great start in any relationship, whether it's husband and wife, brother, sister, friends, you know, when you can, when you take the time to listen to someone, listen to their feelings, listen to the actions um, and not ignore them, validate those feelings as real and Although you may not agree with how they, how that person feels, but not dismiss the fact that that person's feelings is real to them. Mm. You know, it's it allows that person to know that I'm feeling this way, and I understand that you don't may not feel that way, but the fact that you know that my feelings are real, it it brings a it's a start to. Um, it's, it brings a start to working out a solution to whatever problem may be going on, you know? So to answer that question, it's really just being a great listener. Listen to the words, listen to body cues, listen to that, like the, the, the atmosphere is peaceful. You know, if someone's feeling a certain way and it could be a friend and the atmosphere is like crazy loud. That may not be a good time to ask them, hey, how are you feeling? Mm. You know, you got to listen to things as subtle, like those subtle things. Um, So really, it's just taking the time to listen to everything. Right. And again, I'm, I'm sorry for kind of springing this up on you, but I like I like where this is going. And um, I don't know, I, I just re- I really like where this is going. And so there was one thing again that you said, um, you're talking about working out a solution after the whole listening aspect. And that's actually one thing that I've kind of um, had some time to talk about with just some of my friends, you know, we're talking about, you know, typically what we'll see happen. And this isn't always the case, but typically what happens is, you know, for a woman, what they want is for people to kind of just listen and not always kind of bring a solution but men a lot of the times we can you know kind of want to just get straight to the point it's like well hey like you can solve it doing this 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 like how would you recommend that we kind of just like implement both because obviously you don't want to stay in a problem forever um but you know you also want to be able to like truly just 
listen to what they're actually you know going through you know and, and and be wary that they don't always want you to just kind of bombard them with just all of this information that they probably already know you know but uh, yeah I, I want to know like how can we truly just be able to understand each other in that aspect so that way when there is a problem that you know maybe a, a woman is going through we can listen be attentive to what their feelings are while at the same time kind of work through that solution right um again i mean literally it's this almost the same answer when you allow somebody to freely express how they're feeling and they're probably coming to you with a whole one to ten reasons what happened throughout the day and it starts off with i don't even know what to do and it's down the list of of this person's getting on my nerves at work. My boss is doing this. I have a test. I My kids are acting crazy. Um, my mom's doing this. Dad's doing that. You know, and but the fact that, you know, you're taking that time to listen, what that does for a woman to be able to have someone to be there and let her voice her feelings and opinions on any matter that's that empowers her uh, I see what you did there okay <laughs> it, it empowers her because it makes her feel like she has a voice yeah. to someone that matters because you took the time to listen it's really not about always finding the solution but seeing if you'll take the time to see what I'm going through because a lot of times you may not even have the answer or you may have the answer but what's really important to majority of women or just anyone in general, you know, who comes to you with any kind of solution, like problem, being able to get that off your chest with someone who's taking the time to really listen is more important than finding a solution at the time. And I think that's where, because you finding a solution is basically it, what it makes the woman feel is if everything you said, yeah, 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 I get that, but here's the problem. So go ahead and move. Let's just fix that and get it over with. No, it's more so I see that really bothered you. I see that your friend really hurt your feelings. You're making, you, you're making her feelings real to you and her wow you know and that's what's really important and that empowers her because now not only are those feelings real to me but they're also real to you and you're understanding them not trying to find a solution to get rid of it yeah. you know so honestly like that's really beautiful the way that you worded that you know making uh her feelings real to you as well because one thing that I kind of have always said is just that this world is a very complex and just chaotic place. And what I realized is each and every single one of us alive today, we see the world in a different way. And, and because of that, it's hard to think that anyone will truly be able to understand us. Obviously, us as Christians, you know, we know God, our creator, you know, knows us better than anyone. But, you know, there are many people out there who, who don't follow Christ. So to them, it's like they 
again, feel like no one can truly understand them. They feel like maybe all that they have is themselves. And that's why a lot of people and, and maybe even women can be reluctant to share their feelings a lot of the time because they're just like, well, what's the point? You know, they're never going to be able to see it from my perspective. They're never going to be able to truly understand what I'm feeling and what I'm going through. So why even share all these things with them? I'm only going to create baggage for them. And that's where that, you know, that toxic mindset comes from. And, you know, we want to truly be able to combat that in our world and specifically in this generation because we're the future. And, you know, and, and that's just crazy. I love the way that you worded that because, you know, just again, like they want that to be real to you as well. Because for once, like if you can find someone who will truly take the time to listen and understand, you know, that especially uh, for women, you know, if you can find that uh, just that guy friend um, who can truly understand, it makes you feel like you're not alone. And I feel like uh, oftentimes that's why women really want to be able to mostly talk about their issues with other women because they feel like, well, you may not specifically understand what I'm going through, but you understand that people don't understand. Right. And and that's the thing that's just really sad to think about nowadays. And, and that, that really just makes me upset. Like, I want to be able to truly um, combat that. Right. And I, th- I think the best way to do that, because we live such a, in such a society where everything is quick, you know, you know, when you want to chat with somebody, you can you do it on social media really quick. You there's no you're not picking up the phone. Back in the day, we had beepers. You're calling somebody on a Nokia cell phone. That's that was like when it really was like, oh man, you can talk to anybody. I don't but know after, about that. <laughs> but you had to wait until after seven o'clock because and that was some companies. Some companies had to wait after nine o'clock for free minutes, unlimited minutes. But now you can talk to people so freely and you can communicate really quick with people, you know, it's, and you can communicate with such a large amount of people that it's good, but it's also dangerous at the same time, because I honestly believe that we weren't created to be that open with Mm. that many people. And it it is as as grand as it is to be able to say that you have this many followers and friends, but really how many intimate friends do you have that you can call and talk to about certain situations? And one, how many friends do you have that will take the time to sit down and listen? You know, and and that's so important in really taking that time to listen to someone is the biggest challenge it's not the person that's expressing themselves. It's, are you willing to sit down and listen to someone that's talking about how they feel and it relates nothing to you? And you may not even agree with what that person is saying. You know, being the person to take that time is more of a challenge than the person that's actually expressing themselves. So, you know, the way that we can combat that is really at least once a day or once a week take the time to just listen to someone that you normally would not talk to and that's going to stretch yourself to really see where how weak and or strong you are in that suit because it's not listening to people that you know and are cool with or that you know think and act like you it's listening to the people that have no relations whatsoever to you when you can take the time and listen to someone that you, there's nothing in common, and you can sit down and listen to that person for 30 minutes, you know that you have mastered that. And genuinely listened, yeah, you mastered that. 
it's really taking the time to listen to things that really have no relations that has no benefit for you. That's how you combat that. Being a great listener. And I think with that, what that does is it makes people feel like they're not alone. Right. You know, because it's such a lonely place in this world sometimes, you know, like when you're in your bed at night, like really all you can do is talk to yourself, you know, because you're just alone with your thoughts. And so many times throughout the day, really, I mean, you can't escape your mind. So that's why, you know, that's why we talk to people so we can have that, you know, the relationship and build those connections with other people. But how are we truly going to be able to build those connections with other people if we're not listening? And, and, And I feel like in this society, you know, women just have it so tough in that sort of sense, because people don't really take what you know their feelings are they don't take those seriously oftentimes or they don't take you know their ideas their thoughts the way that they want to express themselves seriously you know a lot of times us men can just write it off and be like well oh you know it doesn't matter like you know or like save it for the woman empowerment like they'll we'll say all these jokes and stuff and it's just like wow like why don't we just really take the time to actually hear them out you know hear what they have to say because it's just as important you know and and, and one thing that i did want to mention is just that equality for women is just not limited to just political standards like we women should be recognized as equals in every aspect of our our lives and that includes conversation just everyday conversation you know everyday networking because i mean that's life that's all we have for each other um we kind of went over this question earlier um so i kind of want i don't want to re-ask it um so i kind of want to skip down to um the final question this is a little bit more broad so i'm definitely excited to hear your thoughts on this um what do you think is the biggest misconception men have on women and and i know that's kind of like uh, that's that's a very big question um and i I, I like this one yeah i know i want to see kind of where it goes um because I, I truly feel like women shouldn't only be acknowledged they should be appreciated and you know a lot of the times we have these you know premeditated thoughts and I really want to know what is it that we think we have right that we actually don't like what is it that you know we think is true about women that may not be true or maybe even true about us right that is such a good question I'm so glad you asked that I really am because you know (laughs) I'm gonna have my husband watch this (laughs) (laughs) well I hope so this is good (laughs) that's what it's for (laughs) no um I think the biggest misconception that men have about women is that we always want to be pampered. Really? Yeah. That women just want to be swept off their feet and just, you know, the big house, nice cars. I mean, those things are nice. Don't get me wrong. I want that. But that's not the most important thing because... I want to know, I think the the most important thing to a woman is how healthy is this man's mind? Is your mind healthy? Are you, is your mind healthy where you're taking care of yourself mentally, physically, and spiritually? Because how a man treats himself relates to how he will treat you. Wow. And that's what's really important to women. You know, and that's why a lot of, you know, people have that physical attraction first. Because you see a man or woman who looks really nice. He's well-groomed, healthy, in shape. 
this man takes care of himself, he might have the potential to take care of me. Hmm. You know, and you don't, you might not realize that, but you know, subconsciously, that's what your brain is thinking. This man is taking care of himself. And in the event that I needed that, he could do that for me, you know? Um, And this is for someone who's already a woman that's nicely groomed and taking care of herself. She, she's a baddie or whatever. I don't know what y'all say now, you know, but, but, you know, in, in turn for a man, you see a woman that's nicely, that's beautiful, you know, in shape, got a body, you know, you know that she's going to want the same for you, you know, or even push you to do the same thing. Um, but it's not all, I think the misconception that men have for women is that we want to be pampered. We want nice things. We want that. Nowadays, you know, the way that the society has gone, women are taking care of themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and even in the Bible, I was, we were talking about this earlier, you know, in Proverbs 31, a virtuous woman is not a broke woman. She is a woman that finds trading and finds value trading and makes money off of that. Right. You know, she she wears nice things. Her house has nice things. You know, so it's not the things that women want. We want a man that can come with a healthy mind to come and add value to where what I already am. And vice versa. A man who is healthy in his mind state is not going to get somebody that's messed up. You are all kinds of broke and you come with all kinds of baggage. Mm-hmm. Not a healthy mind is not going to attract a sick one. Mm-hmm. A woman wants someone uh, wants someone who is not only healthy but somebody that's going to help build something together. I don't want to be the one building on my own, but I want you to come and we are going to build something together build an empire together you know you, you, what can we learn together i guarantee you and you know what this is i'm throwing some tidbits so if you, there's guys listening you know try this it might help you out if you're single try getting a book that relates anything on being better in life and reading it with a woman and wow. tap into her mind and push some great things out of her and tell me that woman won't fall in love with you. Wow. Anyone that brings better out of someone, it's hard to let that person go. It's almost like medicine mm. that heals. You need it. You, you may not even be attractive to me, but the fact that you're making my life better, I don't want to lose that. You know, and vice versa for a man. You want someone who is going to add value. You want someone that is in a healthy mental state. So, yeah. Wow, that um, that was amazing. Not even gonna lie to you, because I I received a lot from that. Um, especially as a single man, I'm definitely gonna take you up on some of that <laughs> stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna use some of that advice. You're that, welcome. Uh, no, thank you. No, seriously, because that was really good. Um. But like seriously though, and and I wanted to think with everything that you just said, I feel like that can also apply even with just friendships, just just a, even just yeah. a little bit because yeah. I've noticed for myself, 
um, and really just a lot of people. A lot of people tend to attract friends that they may typically find physically attractive and not even because that they want to actually get with them but if you see someone who's you know kind of well put together you know just kind of has nice things going for themselves maybe like not in the best scenario in life but you know they're they're presented well that's someone that you typically want to be around versus someone who's disheveled and you know is kind of just you know doesn't seem to take care of themselves because it's like well how are they going to better my life in any way you know and 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 it sucks that we kind of see it that way but oftentimes that's just kind of how it is because at the end of the day not only do we want to be with someone romantically that's going to make us better but we also want to surround ourselves with a community and friends that are going to make us better as well because that's also important and so i think that's just as vital whether you're considering that from a relationship aspect or even just a friendship aspect um that was all really just so amazing so i'm so glad that you said that um, I know that we are kind of running on time, so we'll, you know, we'll kind of wrap this up a little bit. Um, thank you so much just for everything that you had to say. Um, I'm definitely going to take all of that to heart. I definitely enjoyed listening uh, attentively to everything that you said. And, you know, I, I hope everyone else got something out of that as well. Um, so, yeah, thank you again so much. We're going to wrap this up. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at empowered.youth um, and just... Make sure you're subscribed on on Spotify, all that, because we have a lot of amazing content coming out. I have a few uh, exciting announcements that are going to be coming out soon, so be on the lookout for that. Um, And other than that, thank you guys so much for listening. Take care, everyone.